is a man of sacrifice and so far God has been good I said God has been good it is a very crucial and a very critical month for us because sacrifice is very critical to every Christian I made a point at the beginning of the series that without sacrifice our Christian faith is in vain you remember all right how many of you still remember that so christian faith is hinged on sacrifice and christian sacrifice is the gateway to god's power that is a gateway to god's power without sacrifice there is no power no sacrifice no power and in fact evil sacrifices is the gateway to the demonic or the satanic world so when a christian must experience the power of god a sacrifice is required when people occultists and people who double in all sorts of things mediums and all sorts of things wants to experience other strange powers a sacrifice is required so sacrifice is simply the gateway to the supernatural whether positive or negative is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? Whether it is a positive or a negative thing, sacrifice is the gateway to the supernatural. Everybody says sacrifice is the gateway to the supernatural. And when I say supernatural, not everything supernatural simply means it's from God. Alright? Because astral projection is supernatural, but it's not of God. Witchcraft is supernatural supernatural simply means that it's super about the natural is that okay one of the main things the antichrist and i'm going to lead us into that scripture very soon maybe later on but in the, the, daniel chapter 11 one of the main works of the antichrist will be to stop the daily sacrifices in the temple so when we talk about the antichrist one of these days we'll be doing a study on the last days because for some of the things that will happen in the last days it has already started manifesting you need to know it so that you don't become a prey to it can i hear somebody say amen church can i hear everybody every voice saying amen but one of the things the antichrist will do according to daniel chapter 11 i think verse 31 thereabout is that he will stop the daily sacrifices or in in another vein he will pollute the daily sacrifices in the temple now in fact it is said that one of the things the antichrist will do is that he will go into the temple in jerusalem and then he will alter or he will offer a pig 
as a sacrifice. And you know that for the Jewish tradition, pigs are abomination. But that is what he would do. So, understand that any Christian who wants to live a good Christian life, sacrifice is key for you. And the devil will fight nothing but your sacrifice. And please get this thing very, very well. Get it at the back of your mind and don't ever forget it. What the devil will fight about your Christianity is your sacrifice. If you have to pray convenient prayers, the devil will have no problem with you. If you have to give convenient offerings, the devil will have no problem with you. But if you have to pray sacrificial prayers, as in doing prayer beyond your convenience, then he will come at you. Because sacrifice is simply the gateway to the supernatural. And once a Christian lifts a sacrifice to God, the supernatural windows of heaven opens for that Christian. I pray that your heavens are opened in the name of Jesus. If you are clapping your hands, clap it well. Any Christian with understanding that sacrifice is part of his or her service is ready to go far. Once you understand that my life is to be to sacrifice to the Lord, it means that you are ready to go far. The children of Israel, Moses said to Pharaoh, let us go that we may sacrifice to our Lord. The reason why God must release you to go free is so that you can sacrifice. The reason why God must deliver you from the hands of your enemies for you to become what he wants you to be is not just because you want to show to your enemies that you too you have become somebody. No. It's so that you can sacrifice to the Lord your God. Hallelujah. In our generation, Christian sacrifice has been and is gradually and daily becoming a very major or coming under a major threat of the devil. Have you noticed that at first when people go to church every day, we used to say that these people are very religious and they are good people. In our generation, when you go to church too much, they tell you that something is wrong with you. Is that correct? When you give tithes, people call you a fool. Haven't you noticed that? And people who do that buy expensive things which they won't use for themselves for their girlfriends. And they believe they are very wise. Come on, church. Is that correct? It is becoming more and more difficult for Christians to live a life of sacrifice. When somebody goes to school and decides that I want to be a doctor, some people will go to school for years. Some of you, some people write exam year after year, year after year, for years just because they want to become a doctor. When somebody says that I want to become a man of God, they said, oh, you've wasted your life. But church, for the power of God to return to the house of God, sacrifice must go ahead of us. You are entering into a season of sacrifice in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and shout a big amen. Well, today, I'm going to talk on a subject that is not very much discussed in church. And I'm going to talk about 
or if you want my topic it is a mystery of offerings mystery of offerings everybody say after me there's mystery of offerings say it again say the mystery of offerings all right we've heard so much about tithes correct but we always mention the offering in passing and one day somebody asked me is it that the tithe is more important than the offering (laughs) is that the reason why we don't usually talk about the offerings and another person sarcastically said maybe the tithe is always big so the pastors are interested more in that one than the offerings (laughs) but the devil is a liar now this morning god will open your eyes concerning offerings uh i said god will open your eyes concerning offerings can i hear somebody say amen because once god opens your eyes in that direction you know because most of us we grew up going to sunday school either in the catholic church or in one church or the other and when we're going to church our parents would give us coins that or collection is that true and nobody explained to us why we must give collection or what they call collection we call it offering nobody explained to us why we must take money and go and give offering why is it that i must come to church every sunday or wednesday or friday or every any day and come and give an offering what is it so important is it required is it just because the church needs money to pay light bill and water bill is that is the reason just for the physical things or there are other biblical reasons why we must do that malachi chapter 3 verse 10 say that verse 9 you have robbed me in your tithes and talk to me your tithes and and offerings so which means that god is fully interested in your offerings as he is in your tithes somebody say god is interested in my offerings come on somebody say it again say god is interested in my offerings say it louder say god is interested in my offerings amen my assignment is to help you or deepen your understanding on the subject of offerings with understanding in this subject you will harvest daily on every side you miss a good place to say amen those of you clapping may god give you daily benefits now and if you're a member of this church and you've been a member of this church for some time you will notice for the past two months we always have somebody talking about a seed they sowed and what god did for them have you taken notice of that i mean on weekly basis People keep telling me, either by text message or phone call, that pastor, I gave this seed, or I did this thing, and this is what God has done. Which is to tell you that two things, if yours hasn't come yet, get ready, yours is on the way coming to you. Those who said the amen louder, receive it in the name of Jesus. And then number two, if yours hasn't come, probably a deeper understanding will help expedite 
the coming of your miracle in the name of Jesus. So, I can say with all boldness, I don't only advocate giving in the church. I am a firm practitioner of giving. I, I have been since my youth. I'm still a youth, eh? I don't know. It's only, it's only in Africa. I remember recently we had a meeting with some people and they were introducing themselves at the headquarters. And then one person said, they said this man, he is the leader of the youth in the town, the village. And the man was over 60 years and he's the leader of the youth. So, so I'm... So I'm <laughs> somebody say, Lord have mercy. But I'm a firm practitioner. In fact, as a young pastor some years ago, I did not even know what my salary was. And most of the times, my tithes and my offering was far more than my salary. And the reason is simple. And I've always told people, if, if you meet somebody who understands tithes and offering, if you judge them, if you look at their tithes and use it to judge them, you'll be making a mistake. To think that, oh, because he pays this tithe, this is a salary. No, you'll be making a mistake. Am I talking to somebody here? Because once you understand it, God connects you. God did not create anybody to live only by your salary. You didn't get what I said. Look at somebody and tell the person, I am not supposed to live only by my salary. Did the person hear you? All right, maybe talk to another person. Tell the person, I don't live only by my salary. Yeah, is that true? Just in case you have been limited to your salary, today I declare supernatural multiple streams of income is coming your way. Somebody say a big amen. Some of you, monies will come into your hands you will not be able to explain. Somebody clap your hands if you are clapping. So, your offering, write down this, write this down. Your offering is one of the gateways to financial blessings. Also, offerings are an important part of your Christian worship to God. Your offerings or your offering is an important part of your Christian worship. In fact, our worship to God is incomplete without our offerings. Your worship to God, my worship to God is not complete without our offerings. Psalm 96 and verse 6. Psalm 96 and verse 6 says, Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in a sanctuary. Verse 7. Give unto the Lord. Oh, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Verse 8. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. So, a lot of people give offerings, like I said earlier, without understanding what it is. But the Bible clearly commands us that we should bring an offering and then we should come into his courts. A lot of people also don't understand the significance or the importance of their offering. So there are people, and almost everybody who goes to church, somehow, some way gives an offering without 
but not many people understand the significance how significant is my offering how important is the offering i give to god how important is that money i put in the basket every sunday or anytime i go to church how important is it in the sight of god how important is it to my christian faith how important is it your offering is an indication of your level for those of you writing your offering is an indication of your level the offerings you give shows the level you've reached or the level you are operating from the offerings you give will always show the level you have gotten to or the level you are operating from i can give you multiple examples in the bible but i'm not going to come back to this scripture to this subject anytime soon so i need to move very fast but time will not permit me to talk about people like solomon people like david people like abraham and so on and so forth but all these people at a certain point in time what distinguished them was not just the fact that they believed in god or their prayer no it was their offerings that distinguished them david gave an offering and god said it is enough in the days of moses the people gave and god told moses tell the people they shouldn't bring it anymore it is enough <laughs> solomon gave an offering and god appeared to him god didn't send an angel god did not send an angel god himself appeared to solomon and said solomon tell me what do you want me to do for you your offerings tells the level you are operating from so when you don't have understanding you can treat your offerings casually but when you have understanding you know that this is indicative of the level i have gotten to and the level i'm operating from receive grace to go to another level come on here if your amen is louder it will bless your life i said receive grace to go to another level and listen don't get tired of hearing things about money because one of the signs of the last days is the wealth that will come into the church yeah yeah uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. this clapping this clapping is very offensive <laughs> but one of the signs of the last days is that the money of the gentiles of the unbelievers is heading directly into the church i receive and i embrace the wealth in the name of jesus christ i i, I thought you would shout me too yeah so a lot of people have put a limit on themselves through the offerings they give a lot of you you have put a limitation on your life through the offerings you give and how you give your offerings you must therefore intentionally from today begin to understand that your offerings is very important to your life your offerings are very important i'm not talking about tithes all right i'm not talking about tithes this morning we all know in this church and from the scriptures tithe is one tenth of your income not one tenth of your salary one tenth of your income so you say oh pastor i'm not working but you get an income somebody gave you a gift i always keep my tithe card in my bag my tithe card is always in my bag or in my car anywhere somebody blesses me if they bless me with two cds i take out my tithe and i put it there and by the way i don't pay 10 percent 10 percent i believe is a starting point 
It is said of the late Archbishop Benson Idahosa that at the time he was dying, his tithe was 90% of his income. 90% of his income. And the 10% which he lived on was enough for him to do all the things he did. You can't beat God. Amen? So, you can push yourself from your current financial state to another level. And God, and I'm going to show you very soon with scriptures, God has given every one of us the capacity to push yourself from one level to the other. Listen, you cannot be a member of this church and say God has not blessed you. Everybody seated here, whether you like it or not, there is a blessing on your life. Whether you know it or not, I'm telling you this morning, I said there is a blessing on your life. Somebody said there is a blessing on my life. Come on, shout it loud. I said there is a blessing on my life. You carry the blessing of abundance. Now, anytime you see a miracle take place, two things have happened. Anytime you see a miracle take place, whether a miracle of a healing or a financial miracle or any form of a miracle, two things have taken place. One, the sovereignty of God comes together with the responsibility of man. Now, that's what it means. So, in the sovereignty of God, he has blessed you. But man must take responsibility to do something. Are you get what I'm saying? So, God can release a blessing, a dangerous blessing, a billion dollar blessing on your life. But until you rise up and take responsibility and do something you've never done before, you will never manifest it. So, there are people here, you should have been better than, than this by now. But some of you, you are still waiting for God. God has come and gone already. He's also waiting for you. Receive grace to rise and do something for yourself. Amen? Somebody say, I'll push myself to the next level. So, please understand that God can bless you, but you have to be responsible. Change your current level. To change that level, God will not do it for you. You must do it yourself. When God rained manna on the children of Israel, they still had to go out and fetch the manna. Alright? There is always a part for you to play. Until you pass the test of your current state, you are not ready to push yourself to the next level. Some of us, and a lot of us, we are still writing the exam of one class and we've not moved on yet. Some people are still writing financially. You are still writing a test on 100 Ghana cities. Some people just can't imagine themselves take a whole 100 Ghana cities and give to God. I can't imagine it. This morning, I, I saw a news item. Is it Kanye West? Kanye West, he bought a shoe for a million dollars. And it is said that it is likely to be the world's most expensive sneakers. One million dollars. Tyler Perry, some few years ago, it was about two years or so, just before the COVID, was giving a million dollars to a lot of ministries across the world. It was just giving. Giving million dollars. Kenneth Copeland 
has given, on the last time I knew, had given more than eight aeroplanes as gifts. And most of us are sitting in church. Hey, I won't give my tithe to the God. I won't give the tithe. How much? 200 Ghana. Come on, somebody say, change your level. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody today? Somebody say, change your level. Are you offended by what I said? All right. Thank, thank you for not being offended. I'm going to get into some scriptures very soon. But let me clear these things off the way. Offerings grant you access to the spiritual realm. And either to the Holy Spirit or to demons, but offerings grant you access. Anytime you appear before a deity, even in our tradition, when you appear before a deity, you are not permitted to go empty-handed. Is that correct? There is a family that called me somewhere. I was supposed to go and do something for the presiding job, and I was supposed to go and meet some uh, senior people. And they told me that when you are coming, make sure you bring <laughs> a very good envelope. Because we know you people, you are pastors. So you can bring snap, but make sure you don't, you don't come empty. Bring something. Even traditional rulers understand that you can't appear before them empty. How much more the ruler of the universe? You don't joke with him. And don't appear before the ruler of the universe with an offering that you not give to your village chief. Huh? How many of you would ever appear before your village chief with some crimes or, you know, something, boja boja? I mean, when the village chief knows your level, he may accept it. But at a certain level, you say, ah, you <laughs> are you understanding what I'm talking about? Because a lot of us Christians don't know because we don't know what it is, we present anything as offering and we present it anyhow. We present it anyhow. The offering is not just about what you gave, but also how you gave it. So take note of this. I've seen as somebody who grew up in the who grew up in the church, I've seen people ushers take offering and take it anyhow without any reverence. I've seen people count money without reverence. I've seen even preachers abuse offering. But listen, it is holy to the Lord unless you don't understand it. Are you understand what I'm talking about? That that is why in our churches, in Perez Chapel churches, not only in Zoeland, if you don't pay tight, you have no business counting our offering. You have no business because you, you are cursed. Are you, are you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. In fact, it is the only department, or one of the only departments in the church that you don't choose to join. You must be appointed. Because it is holy unto the Lord. You don't know Read the book of 1 Samuel. The children of Eli, Eli, all right, they brought a curse on the whole family because of the way they handled the offerings that people brought. Their father, Eli, was demoted from, as a priest of God and God killed him in a very bizarre circumstance because when his children were abusing the offerings, Eli did not correct them. So offerings are very important to God. Quickly, 
Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 16. Let's do some scriptures right now. But let me tell you this story I heard Kenneth again share. He said as a young boy, he had been taught about offerings. Kenneth again, the late Papa Hagen. And he said, anytime he went to church and he did not have an offering, he would pull off one of his buttons, the bottom of his jacket, and put it in the offering bowl as a small boy. If he didn't have offering and he went to church, he would tear the bottom of his jacket or tear the bottom of his shirt. <laughs> and his friends would ask him, why do you do that? He said, I cannot go without giving God anything. So, when you see God blessing people, don't be quick to make comments. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? May God's blessing go from your generation to the next generations after you. Amen? So, it's prayer, prayer. No, prayer is good. Everybody knows in this church we pray, isn't it? Yeah. But I've seen too many people pray, 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 pray and become so poor that they make prayer unappealing. Because when it is prayer without action, it becomes in vain. But Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 16 says, Three times in a year, all thy male shall appear before the Lord, thy God, and in the place which he shall choose. In the feast of unleavened bread, in the feast of weeks, and in the feast of tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty. So anytime they appeared before the Lord in the Old Testament, for any feast whatsoever, God says, don't appear empty. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 23, Matthew 5 verse 23, please write down the scriptures. Some of them I will not be able to read because we need to move fast. Matthew 5 23. <clears throat> Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and thou and there rememberest that thy brother has ought against thee, Leave thy gift before the altar and go thy way and first be reconciled to thy brother, brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Now, what Jesus was saying is that anytime you come, take note, he talks about the fact that you bring a gift to God and you bring the gift to the altar. And you see, I practice this regularly by telling people, bring it, put it on the altar. How many of you have noticed that? Because the altar... It's a very, very strategic place in every believer's life. The altar is a place of exchange. On this altar, whatever you put on it, you don't only put money on it, you also drop your problems on the altar. You didn't understand what I said. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? That is why I tell people, when you see something on the altar, maybe somebody comes to pray, nobody's here, leaves money on the altar. Don't take it. You take it, you've taken the person's sickness. You've taken the person's troubles. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm talking about? That is why church money cannot be misused. Because <laughs> it is holy unto the Lord. Did somebody get what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, sometimes when you are battling some issues in life and you are going through some difficulty in life, after you have prayed and done everything, it is important to always drop, sometimes if you can, you drop an offering on the altar. 
sometimes uh, you are going through lack of marriage you are battling it financial problems marital problems always fighting with your wife your wife is fighting you or you have joblessness you, you can't find a job you, your children are going wayward health problems here and there things like that listen the solution can be found on the altar but never let your altar be empty amen so once you drop something on the altar you never go back the same but jesus was talking about the fact that when you bring any gift it is meant for where the altar somebody say the altar oh let me hear somebody say the altar and every member of this church you must know how to engage the altar sometimes a prophetic word is coming from from the altar you quickly engage it. When people get up to come and put an offering on the altar, it is not a means of encouragement. It is not excitement. It is a means of engaging a prophetic word on the altar. Are you getting what I'm talking about? No, church, do you understand what I'm saying? Someone says, why is this thing that when they are preaching, the people are putting money on the altar? No, no, no. We are engaging the prophetic word on the altar. That is what it means. It's strategic. Somebody say amen. In Genesis chapter 4, verse Let's see how God, or how interested God is in offerings. Genesis 4 verse 3. It shows us how interested God is in offerings. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground as an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought the firstlings of his offering and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offerings. But to Cain and his offerings, yes, but to Cain and his offerings, the Lord had no respect. And Cain was very rough and his countenance fell. So, these two people were to give an offering to God. And God respected one person's offering. And the other person's offering, God did not have respect for it. And the Bible says that Cain was angry and his countenance fell. He gave, but God did not like it. So, it is possible you can give an offering and God may not like it. Church, am I talking to somebody this morning? Is somebody, is somebody being blessed this morning? It is possible you can give an offering and God may not have respect for it. When you give an offering, God passes judgment on that offering. Every offering, including the first offering we gave this morning, God passes judgment on it. Any time you give an offering, God passes judgment on it. Because it is his commandment we are obeying. And when you give offerings, God looks at the offerings and the attitude with which you give your offerings. He looks at the offering you gave and he looks at the attitude with which you give the offerings. That is why I've always told people, don't be forced to give an offering. If you go to church and you don't want to give, please don't give. It is better than to give and you are insulting the church. You are complaining. Hmm? And you are angry with God. No. Your countenance will fall. I said your countenance will fall. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So, the offering and the attitude. Everybody say the offering and the attitude. Say it again. Say the offering and the attitude. Amen. God values and respects some offerings and he rejects some offerings. There are offerings that you gave, but God may have rejected it. And if time permits, I may show why. Don't give with the mindset that you are giving for the comfort of the pastor. No. 
Don't make the pastor your subject as you give an offering. How do you give an offering like this and expect God to bless you? Somebody understand what I'm talking about? No. And not give with the mindset that you are helping God or you are helping the church. If God needs help, he will not come to us. Oh, you, you didn't hear what I said. I said, if God needs help, the silver and the gold, they belong to him. If he needs help, he will not come to us. It is only a privilege that a need is created sometimes in his house. The only reason why the need is created is so that you and I can have the opportunity of partnering with God so that God will bless us. There is nobody who has given to God that God has not given back to the person more than what they ever give to God. Nobody. Nobody. Sometimes you gave it to him and in exchange, he preserved your life. The only reason why you are still talking and still complaining is because what should have happened to you, he made it pass over you and you didn't see it. Give with the mind that your offering is part of your worship and your sacrifice to God. So let that be your mindset. That this is my worship. It is my worship. It is part of my sacrifice to God. Let that be your mindset. Nothing more, nothing less. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? Church, are we together? Are you bored? Are you learning some Bible this morning? And listen. Anytime you give an offering, there is a divine presence, there is an angelic presence that accepts some and rejects some offerings. Matthew chapter 12, verse 41. The Bible says, Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury, and many who were rich put in much. Then a poor widow came and threw in two mites. And Jesus said in the next verse that this woman had given more than everybody else. Now take note that in Genesis, God passed judgment on the offering. Do you remember? And then in Matthew, Jesus himself is now passing judgment on the offering. In our days, there are angels that attend when we are taking offerings. And some of us, as you drop in the offering, you carry a blessing. If you were the one, you would have said a better amen. There are some of us, as you drop the offering, you carry a blessing. You go within the week and things are happening for you. You don't know why. Sometimes your offering opened a door for you that you have no idea of. From today, may doors open for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands and say a big amen. Now, your offering must be prepared. We don't come to church to think of what to give. Your offering must be prepared. First Corinthians chapter 16 verse 2. Paul said, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him that 
when I come, there will be no gatherings when I come, blah, blah, blah. So Paul was saying that upon the first day of the week, when is the first day of the week? Now you know that the Jews or the Hebrews used to meet on the Sabbath day, which was Saturdays. But when Jesus resurrected on Sunday, the early church fathers decided that their meetings moved from Saturdays, which was the Sabbath day, and came to Sunday. So when you meet those people who are Saturday people who argue, tell them that there's no problem about the day. As for us, on Mondays, Holy Ghost descend. Tuesday, Holy Ghost descend. Wednesday, he descends. Saturday, if we decide to come to church, Holy Ghost will move. Sunday too, he moves. So we don't argue about the day. Is somebody getting what I'm talking about? But Paul said that on the first day of the week, let everyone lay aside. So set it aside. As God has prospered you. Not, not as <laughs> you have already, you know, made up your mind. Some of us, since we were children, we're used to giving one CD. You've given one CD when, when you were 13 years. You are 23 years old. You are still giving one CD. Eh? Very soon, you'll be celebrating your next birthday. And you've put a limitation on your life. Am I, am I getting what I'm, somebody getting what I'm talking about? I used to tell people that, listen. If you don't have money and you are going to church, give the biggest offering you have to your children. Teach your children that you don't give leftovers to God. Teach them before they grow up. Teach your young children that don't give leftovers to God. Give God your best. Those of you clapping your hands, may it be well with you. Teach them. Is it a good principle? Oh, church, talk to me. Is it a good principle? So he said, lay it aside. Lay it aside. Eh? So if I purpose in my heart that every week I want to give an offering of so so and so to God. Let's say I want to give an offering of 50 Ghana cities to God. I lay it aside. I may not have it in bulk, but I prepare it. Listen, the Bible says that and Jotam became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord. When you prepare, for God, God will prepare for you. Hmm? Yeah. Maybe I want to give 50 CDs as an offering. I may not have it, but I add it. Today I got five CDs. Tomorrow I get 10 CDs. I put it aside. I put it aside. Because I look at myself and sometimes the credit you spend in a week. Have you noticed the credit you spend in a week? How do I spend 100 CDs credit and give God an offering of two Ghana CDs? In the name of that is that is a limitation you put on yourself. I remember when I was young and I started, I understood these things from circle, and I've told you before. I will take out what I will use for food, take my tithe out, the rest must go into the offering bowl. You know what some of my friends said? Say, hey, and some people said that we No, even on the, on, people have to get used to the fact that I don't want to behave poor. There is a man in Jogul, one day he met me. He's not a pastor. He's not. He's just a Christian. He said, "Whoa, you?" And I asked him. I said, "Why?" He said, "Michelsina will behave now." I look at the way you carry yourself, and I said, "I've been watching you. Anytime there is something to give, you are always part of it." Say, Charlie, me I but Now, this is not a pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I could have been like any other person. I chose. It is a choice to change my level. 
It's a choice. It is a choice that I don't want to remain at the level of five Ghana offering, ten Ghana. It is a choice I make. You can also choose to make a choice. Make a choice. Anything you cannot give, the thing is above you. Some of you, 1,000 CDs will continue to be a mystery for you because you have never been able to release it before. The day you give it, you overcome it. There are some people when they are praying, eh, and you hear them praying for financial breakthrough, they are not asking for 1,000 Ghana cities or 2,000 Ghana or 10,000 Ghana. No. They are asking 100,000, 1 million. Some people, that's their level. They didn't just get there. Some people, to your level. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm talking about? Church. I wish I could preach this differently. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Because I've seen too many people, I see potentials, and you have limited yourself. Listen, one of the things that places a limit on people more than anything is money. Money can limit your life, money can make sure that you die before your time. Uh, 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 uh. Is that correct? Or you don't know that? Money can make you look older than your age. Money can make you look like an illiterate, even when you have masters. Money can make people think that you are a bushman, but they don't know that we are a guy. But just say, Shabutum, second year, seventh year. Anything you must do to break the limit of your life, break it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, I didn't hear you. I said, break it in the name of Jesus Christ. So don't put a limit on yourself. So that is what Paul told them. He said, that set it aside. Prepare it. Somebody say, I'll prepare my offering. Oh, say it again. Say, I'll prepare my offering. Listen, offerings are so important to God. Do you know that the first murder in the Bible was because of an offering? The first murder in the Bible. Cain and Abel. Genesis chapter 4. Verse 6 to 9. The first murder in the Bible was because of offering. The first death that happened in the New Testament church, inside the church auditorium, was because of an offering. Ananias and Sapphira. Offering. It can make or unmake you. You say, Pastor, I'm holy. Yes, you are holy. You can be holy and say poor. Because the limit is there until you remove the limit. Somebody say amen. amen. How many of you begin to see that you are going to give your offerings with a better attitude than before? Uh, offerings are valuable. For me, it is, it is the opening of the week for me. Oh, anytime I give an offering, I know, I know. So there are times I give and I give everything. I told you before, recently, I came to church and dropped every offering. I didn't know I had no fuel in my, <laughs> in my car until I realized that my, my, my destiny was red. And then I got to the filling station and told them that, hey, I'm not a rascal. I'm <laughs> I didn't have anything. But by the following day, same time, I don't know where it came from. And it has always been like that. I said it has always been like that. God will always supply. God does not supply because I'm a man of God. No. God does not supply because I'm a pastor. Because I'm a bishop. No. God supplies because I engage the principles. If I don't practice what I teach, I cannot harvest what I prophesy. Receive grace 
to reap your harvest in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't like your amen. I say receive grace to reap your harvest in the name of Jesus Christ. The main, I told you earlier, I said the main agenda of the Antichrist. Okay, the, the offering, the death in the church is Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. And then the main agenda of the Antichrist, like I quoted earlier, is to stop the daily sacrifice or the daily offerings. Daniel chapter 11, verse 31. Do you know the last straw that made Judas betray Jesus? Do you know? It was over an offering. Yeah. It was over an offering. That was the last thing that happened. In Matthew 26, when Mary came and poured the oil on the feet of Jesus and wiped the feet of Jesus with her hair, and then Judas said, Ah, couldn't this expensive thing have been whatever, and then the money given to the poor? And then Jesus said, The poor you always have with you. Do you know the meaning of the poor you always have with you means that those of us here, whilst God is prospering us, other people are coming from the streets. All right? And then God will change them. So when he says the poor you always have with you, it doesn't mean that in the church they will always, you will always be poor. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you came, I came, and God is changing us. By the time we are changed, there are new people that have come go undergoing the process of change. And the Bible says that when Jesus made those statements, Judas immediately left and thought of how he would betray him. So offering made Judas betray Jesus. <laughs> May you receive insight this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus stood afar and watched people give offering. We've read that scripture. Your offering must be holy and acceptable. Romans chapter 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. So, your offering must be holy and it must be acceptable before God. I heard a man of God say, anytime you give to God, God doesn't look at what you give. He look at what is left. Huh? Yeah. So, the widow gave and jesus said that she has given more than everybody because jesus said all of them gave out of the abundance but this woman out of her poverty gave all so somebody can drop an offering of 300 ghana cities 500 ghana cities three thousand dollars but maybe in that week god has prospered you so much and god is just watching you and everybody and sometimes even the pastor crack can decide that hey i'll give you a special prophecy <laughs> Because this offering, <laughs> but God looks at you and says that Mm-mm. what I did for you within the week, the door I opened for you within the week, you still brought one Ghana. Yes, Moja. Hallelujah. It's a blessing, isn't it? Your offering precedes your daily or weekly victory. Your offerings will always go ahead of your weekly victory. Very, very important. First Samuel chapter 7, verse 8. And the children of Israel said unto Samuel, Cease not to stop to cry unto the Lord for us, that he will save us out of the hands of the Philistines. So it is not wrong to tell your pastor, Pastor, keep praying for us. Verse 9. And Samuel took a suckling lamb 
and offered it, offered it for a burnt offering of holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for the children of Israel. And the Lord heard him. And Samuel was and as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to, to the battle against Israel. But the Lord tended with a great tender upon the Philistines that day and discomfited them. So they were going to fight. The battle was a very difficult one. And guess what Samuel did? He gave an offering. Just by giving the offering, the Bible says, and God tended against the Philistines. As you give your offering every week, God will tender against your enemies. When the enemies is introducing something negative your way to destroy your business, to destroy your finances, God will tender against them. That is why you don't have to take it for granted. Amen? Genesis chapter 8 verse 20. And Noah built an ark unto the and Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and every and offered burnt offerings on the altar. So Noah gave the cleanest. Noah's attitude was to give the cleanest of everything he had to God. So your attitude must be to give the cleanest to God. Amen. First second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24. Second Samuel 24, 24. Just write down the scriptures. All right. Second Samuel 24, 24. And the king said unto Aruna, Nay, I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God, that which will not cost me anything. So he was saying that he was going to receive a threshing floor for free. And David said, No, 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 no. If I'm giving it to God, I'm not going to offer anything to God which does not cost me. If I'm giving anything to God, it must cost me something. Does your offering cost you anything? Or you don't even notice you gave an offering? If you don't notice you gave an offering, then it didn't cost you anything. You gave your leftover. Is somebody understand what I'm saying? If you pick a dropping or an Uber for 50 CDs and give an offering of two CDs, it doesn't mean anything to you. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? But if your offerings are valuable, if it costs you something, God will also give you a valuable gift. Amen? Hallelujah. Let me, let me end with this. Oh, man. Alright. Quickly. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Give and you will receive. That, that's a new living, living translation. NLT. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down shaking together to make room for no more running over and poured into your lap the amount you give will determine the amount you get back the amount you give will determine the amount you get back do you see it on the screen church have you seen it on the screen so don't take it for granted it is not it is not it is not a ritual we do in church that everybody put something inside no this is not put some this is not susu this is not put something inside. This is a covenant. This is a covenant. It's a mystery. It is only the, it is only you and I who are Christians that will understand this mystery. That we only become blessed by giving. Give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shake it together and running over. And it says in the last line, it says the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Hallelujah. Let that be your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, it says God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, the same shall he reap. 
whatever you sow, you shall reap it. The law of sowing and reaping. And finally, let me give you the scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 to 6. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if there be and if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observes the wind shall not sow. Anybody who observes economic conditions will not give an offering. Anybody who observes what your pocket and people are saying, you will not sow. But he that regarded the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor the bones do grow in the womb of he that um, is with child. So the same way you don't understand how bones grow in a, sto- a, 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 a woman's stomach, in the same way you can't understand this one. Even so, thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that. Whether they both shall be good alike. Amen? So, he's saying that, just give it. Alright? So, quickly, how to give? Every man must give an offering to God. Deuteronomy 6, 16 verse 16. Number 2, give according to your ability. Matthew 25 verse 17. Give according to your ability. Number three, according to the blessings of God in your life. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2. Give according to the blessings of God in your life. Don't be manipulated to give. In this church, don't be manipulated. We don't force anybody to give in this church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. We teach you the word. It is your responsibility to obey. If you are manipulated to give, there is no blessing in it. It doesn't mean that we cannot encourage people to give. Sometimes you say, oh, can somebody give a thousand? Can somebody give this? So, why don't you allow us to do it freely? There are times in the Bible, God asks people to give specific offerings. Yeah. Elijah said to the widow, make the food for me first, let me eat. Alright? So there are times God, God asks Abraham, I want your son, I want Isaac. I don't want Ishmael. This is what I want. Are you understanding what I'm saying? However, Abraham could have chosen to obey or to disobey. In the same way, God speaks. It is your choice to obey or to disobey. But don't be manipulated that, hey, if you don't give, you will die. If you don't give me, if you don't give me this, your car, hey, by the end of the year, you will die. Any prophet that tells you that, tell the person in his face, you are a false prophet. Is that okay? Yeah, because that is a lie of the devil. Nobody must manipulate you to give. Give cheerfully give cheerfully when you are giving your offering don't squeeze your face be cheerful second corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 give cheerfully and give continuously give continuously don't say yesterday i gave so today i won't give give continuously ecclesiastes chapter 11 he says in the morning give in the evening give you don't know which one of them will bring you the harvest and then finally give your best to God always and your life will never be the same again have you been blessed this morning oh are you sure you've been blessed this morning give Jesus a better clap offering clap your hands
Give him praise and give him thanks. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand, everybody, with your eyes closed and say, From today, say it loud. I say, From today, my life has changed. Oh, say, From today, I will harvest on every side. Say, From today, I will reap on every side. My offering will bring the harvest. In the name of Jesus. Amen. With every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are here this morning and you want your sins to be forgiven. Please lift up one hand. Let me pray with you. If you want your sins to be forgiven. Please lift up one hand. I want to pray with you. Please lift up one hand. Let me pray with you. Until your sins are forgiven. You are not yet a member of the body. Or maybe you backslide and you want to come back to Jesus. Please lift up one hand. And I want to share a word of prayer with you. All of us, at one point in our lives, we have to do this. We have to pray this prayer. We have never regretted from doing this. Thank you. Church, everybody lift up your hand with me and pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Forgive me all my sins wash me with your blood come into my life and make me a testimony in jesus name amen put your hand on your chest father thank you for this one establish him in your kingdom in jesus name touch him lord in jesus name amen